This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends. 77 WABC. like a young Casey Kasem. This long-distance dedication, Hatikva, goes out to our friend Lizzie Savetsky. Play some of this, Hatikva. So, one of the things that has happened after this tragedy, October the 7th, is, at least for this show, besides me gaining thousands of Instagram followers, is a, a lot of uh, very, very smart young men and women have now come to the forefront. They were voices for the Jewish people before, but to be honest, now more than ever, whether it's been Siggy Flicker down in Boca, former housewife of New Jersey, Michelle Lubin, who started Jexit down in Florida. Uh, just in studio a couple of days ago, I had Natalie Sanandaji, who's on her way to Germany this morning, who survived the music festival. But my next guest, I think, is number one. I think she's the, the biggest voice. She just rolled her eyes, but it's true. Her husband was in here, Dr. Ira Savetsky, and he offered one of the nicest things I've ever heard after my daughter's friend, Rafi, got beat up on the Lower East Side for being Jewish. Not only did Dr. Ira fix him, but he offered every Jewish person who gets beat up because they're Jewish, he's going to fix them for free. He is a Nikita Neshima, which in Yiddish means good soul. So instituted with me right now is not the doctor, but his wife. I believe the best voice for the Jewish people anywhere in the world. That's a lot there. Lizzie Savetsky, that's a lot, huh? A lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure for this <laughs> five-foot-one little girl, and I'm grateful. And I just, I honestly, um, I feel very humbled by that introduction. I love being introduced as Ira's wife. It's not often that I get introduced as Ira's wife, but right. I'll, I'll take it. I love I love being Ira's wife. Right. He's usually Lizzie's husband. Right? <laughs> yes. I know. But he was in here first, and he actually made this happen. So, yes. But I've been dying to get you for weeks, and I think you know that. I've been texting Ira, come on, come on. Well, she broke her ankle. She did this. She did that. How did you break your ankle? I got hit by a car, Sid. I was walking into my building three weeks ago, 1030 at night on a Monday. How to be a Palestinian, no? Well, that was everyone's first question, um, and also my first thought, which is not a normal way of thinking. Like, you don't something bad happens, and you're like, "Was it a hate crime?" That's our initial reaction these days because everything is so hostile and volatile. And um, but I'm very lucky to be alive. I I really there's a security video of the accident. The car was going 45 miles an hour, and I uh, busted open my head, had staples in my head. And you're kidding. Yeah. They're but, gone now, though, right? I don't see them. Oh, Ira took them out. Yeah. Ira took it, them it out. It pays to be married to a plastic surgeon. Oh, absolutely. Off. I mean, you look great, uh, oh, you're, but you. your ankle's broken. Is broken, that what happened? yeah. And this was right in front of your apartment, your house? Yeah, it was right in front of my building. Right. So um, it was oh. um, it was really scary and traumatic, and I, I'm just, you know, on the heels of, you know, everything else that's been happening in the yeah. world. So. Yeah. 
Do you get, uh, because you're so uh, active and because you become such a great voice, I have to imagine that you get death threats or, or oh, very, yeah. all the time. All the time. Every day. Every day. And are you at the point now, because I get them too, not nearly as many as you, but uh, I never take them real seriously. Are you at the point now where you just kind of lamp it off, or do you do you tend to take some of these seriously? I don't. I, if I took every threat I got seriously, it would prevent me from being able to do the work that I do, and I can't walk around paranoid. I have a really important job to do right now, and so I try to just keep my blinders on. I try to stay out of my comments. Um, I have my assistant help manage my DMs and um, you know, as long as the threats are digital, I don't really take them so seriously. Although I do believe when somebody says they want to kill you, that they do want to kill you. Right. We have had some more um, physical type threats, letters to my husband's office, oh. phone calls to his office. Um, but, you know, we try to just stay focused on, on the good work we're doing. And I, I am a religious person and I do believe like, the work that I'm doing is important, and hopefully God will be my bodyguard. It is immensely important, immensely important. Take it from a guy like me, because I was not very religious. I'm a very proud Jew. I'll beat you up if you say something bad about it. Not you, but um, please, but, please I, but I've never been religious. I, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I, I celebrate uh, the first couple of days of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, first two days of Passover. After that, I don't go to shul every Saturday. I've started to do some things since October the 7th I haven't done in maybe 40 years. Mm-hmm. So for people like me, your voice is immensely important. Now, you said your job. Now, I'm on your Instagram. I see your, your great messages. You're here today. But what do you do on a daily basis that entails your job? What do you do? So I've... I sort of became an accidental activist. I had started a Instagram account called Accessories Expert. Now I just go by my name, Lizzie Savetsky. But I had started this account uh, in 2013 uh, just as an outlet. I had a full-time job, and I was posting different accessories, designers, accessories, trends, um, and then it evolved, and I but was nothing very to do lucky. with Israel. This is just nothing to do with handbags, basically, right? Yeah, and yeah. then um, and just my witty commentary about being a fashionable mom in New York, and and then um, it evolved, and it was I've always been outspoken about being Jewish, about fighting anti-Semitism, about Israel. It's never something that I hid from the world. I also never thought that it would become my career to be doing that, and. Um, In 2021, during that conflict in Gaza, I made a decision to devote my platform, uh, my primary content, to to this, to to education about Judaism and about Israel. And um, it was a very difficult time for me. That's when the death threats really started. I lost Mm. a lot of followers, lost a lot of jobs. And I'm so grateful that I did that because I've really had over two years of training to now be able to do what I do, traveling around the world, speaking, and, um, you know, just being a source of education and inspiration for people. Wow. Lizzie Savetsky, now you did mention uh, at one point when you had the accessories website because you're a glamorous, fashionable mom. That's when I became aware of you because uh, at one point I was a big housewife fan. Bravo, I was. (laughs) Um, My wife still watches some of them, like uh, Beverly Hills and stuff. (laughs) But but, uh, you were on New York. And I knew the older cast, I, you know, in studio, in the same studios, Ramona's been here and Leanne's been here, Luann has been here. And I actually worked, believe it or not, at this station with Ebony Williams years ago. Had oh, wow. No, had no idea she was becoming this 
you know, this face for BLM. She was nothing like that. Right. Eight years ago, nothing like that. And then I heard about you. And here you were going to be on New York Housewives. And then you were gone. And I went into it. And there were some anti-Semitic comments. I know you're not going to tell me all of it on the air. Well, tell me off the air. <laughs> on the air. But what happened? Why did it go so badly? And where was Andy Cohen, that jerk off? He's Jewish. There to protect you. Because I can't stand you know, him, by the way. Um, it's it, it was... I have no regrets about any of it, but I will tell you that from the get-go, I had a lot of reservations before, uh, even during the casting process. I just wasn't sure it was the path for me. I had already been leaning into this Jewish activist role, and I was worried that this path would either um, muzzle me or it would... Um, prevent me from being taken seriously in the way that I need to be right now. Right. Um, it would, just so you know. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. no, and I wake yeah. up and I thank God every day that, yeah. you know, he protected me from, from this situation. Um, and, I, you know, even before filming began, I was a complete disaster. Ira will tell you, I was, I was paralyzed. I felt you like nervous. Yes, but not about, not in the way that you would think, not nervous about like being on camera. I was nervous about, um, not having control over the narrative, and not because of me as Lizzie Savetsky, but because of me as a representative of the Jewish people in a time of growing anti-Semitism. Yeah. The last thing that I wanted to do was to contribute to the anti-Semitism sure. that we're seeing, and I just had no idea how I would be edited, what would happen, and, you know, I felt that um, it was a big risk. And I was willing to take that risk if it was going to allow me to open up my audience to a much broader audience, no which chance. is what I wanted. But no it's just, you know, no. I was very uh, idealistic about the whole thing. Yeah, no, I mean, Ebony can wear a sweatshirt with the Central Park Five and yeah. get away with that. If you wore a show like I'm wearing today, New York Stands with Israel, you get a call from Andy Cohen in two seconds. Lizzie Savetsky, uh, live in studio. Well, I'm glad you didn't do that because... I hate to say it, but you do lose some credibility if, in fact, you're involved in something as major as you're doing uh, now. Again, traveling around the world uh, on Instagram and all the uh, websites, which I do follow you. Abraham Hamra, he uh, he just sent me a text. He, I know you're very, very close with him. You posted one I of love his. Abraham. Yeah, he's a great Jew, too. Listen, he's yeah. out there fighting, guy, him and Joey Borgen and all yeah, these we guys. Love Joey. Yeah, he's a good guy, too. I was holding Joey's mom's hand in the courtroom when. The latest defendant got his sentencing. Just last week, actually, yeah. yes. Should have gotten life in prison, but a whole other story. But we'll take whatever we can get these yeah. days. So what do you think so far? You know, here's Biden. Biden comes out today. And uh, first of all, your shirt reads, Israel is the only liberal democracy in the Middle East. And that's true. Uh, Biden comes out today and says that the reason why Hamas picked October 7th to attack was they became, uh, they, they found out, that he was very, very close, he was, to restoring peace with Israel in the Middle East, mm -hmm. and they didn't want that. Now, as far as I know, not to make this political, but my friend Donald Trump, my friend, he's the guy that did that. Abraham Accords, mm -hmm. Jared Kushner. Yeah. All I know is about Biden is, is that, in my opinion, he's complicit in these attacks because he's been sleeping with Iran, yeah. dating back to his days with Obama for the better part of 10 years. But this son of a bitch came out this morning and said they did <laughs> this because... Not to get political, this Yeah, not to get, this mother okay. effort because I was about to restore peace in the Middle East, and that clearly aggravated me. Yeah. You're not as aggravated as I am, I guess, but... 
You don't hate Biden as much as I do, so. I don't. I I honestly don't hate Biden. I feel sorry for the guy. I I mean, I, I think he's just needs to be. He needs to vacate. I mean, he needs to Delray not Beach. be in this. Yeah, shuffleboard you know? at four o'clock. And he's, <laughs> you know, and I have appreciated his. I it could have been so much worse, you know, if Obama had been in office. We're seeing Obama's true colors now, but I don't trust Biden's administration at all. We've seen. You know, his White House press secretary can't condemn the ripping down of the hostage posters. She said, you know, she kind of sort of may have seen something about right. that, but yeah. she can't comment. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it, I don't trust the next generation now, what about of Democrats. Trump? Did you trust Trump? But when it comes to Israel, I don't care about how you feel about him with anything else. But you can't argue when it came to Israel. I Yeah, I, I do. And I absolutely trust Jared Kushner and yeah. uh, in terms of Israel and his intentions and what we saw the moving of the embassy, the U.S. embassy to Jerusalem. I got to visit right after it was moved. It was oh. an unbelievable experience. I actually sang the national anthem there. It was very chilling. Oh my God! And wow. um, and you know, I I very much uh, appreciate the fact that he has Orthodox Jewish grandchildren. That to right. me is something that feels comforting. Lizzie, he's been to shul on Rosh Hashanah. Mm-hmm. I doubt Biden has. Just and yeah. I know Obama hasn't. Um, you were actually in Israel. According to your husband, yes, we were, on October we there. the 7th, uh, you were closer to Jerusalem, so you weren't right by those attacks. But Israel's not very big, so uh, you were right by those attacks. What was it like being there those days? Because I think at some point you did hear the sirens, the bombs, you had to run for shelter. What was that like, and when did you become aware? Were you still there when you found out what had happened to our people in the south? So Saturday, October 7th, was a very chilling day for us being in Israel. I woke up on Saturday morning. My husband took my nine-year-old daughter, my middle daughter, down to the synagogue in our hotel. And shortly after Please tell that, me you think of the King David. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Where else? Which, know. by the way, is probably the safest place to be in Israel if there's something like this that happens. And Would you feel safer the King David in Israel or the Marriott right here in Midtown? Oh, for sure the King David. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. it's a fortress. And we, uh, so my older daughter and my baby boy and I were up in the room getting ready. And we that's when we started to hear the red alert sirens going off. And then... My um, daughter, my eldest daughter, who's 11, said, Mommy, there's a drill. There's a fire drill. And I know in Israel they don't have any kinds of drills because oh. we take these threats seriously. So we um, ran down to the to the bomb shelter, mm. and it was terrifying. But I will tell you that my husband and the other men continued their prayer service uh, in the shelter because none of us had any idea. It was Simcha's Torah. It was Shabbos. And yeah. none of us had any idea what was going on. We didn't know. So they were still davening. They were still davening. Shabbos, it's Saturday morning. They got to get it done. You had a minion, obviously. You had at least 10 guys. Yeah. They continued to daven. Oh, we were packed like sardines in the the bomb. So how long after that do you find out exactly what transpired? We started to get bits and pieces from people that had been using their phones. There were people that were concerned about relatives that they had. So people started to use their phones, even though most people are Shomer Shabbat, don't use their phones. And um, first thing we heard was there was an Israeli soldier that was kidnapped. And just hearing that alone, we were all freaking out. We were like, this is, this means business. Like War. this is not, yeah. yeah. And so then um, the more information that we got, the more panicked we became. And then the whole hotel manager came 
and gathered everyone in the lobby and said, you, nobody in or out of the hotel, mm. please do not leave. We cannot make sure we cannot enter your safety. Once you leave this building, mm. we knew that that, and then we were hearing gunshots in the streets. Um, Ira and <clears throat> Juliet saw a rocket over Jerusalem and they don't usually fire rockets over Jerusalem because it's a holy site for them too. Not that I think that they value anything, right. but <clears throat> Hamas doesn't really care about anything except yeah. killing Jews. Um, so yeah, so we, um, we knew that it was the real deal. And then my parents were in Israel with us. They had just left Thursday night before. And, um, I sent them a text. I said, I just want you to know, you know, Israel is under attack. We're not leaving the hotel. We're safe. Um, and they were panicked obviously mm-hmm. because there was nothing anyone could do, but we, um, we were able to get out, uh, Sunday at midnight. We, um, you got back. We got back. It was very scary even getting to the airport. The airport was on lockdown. They were firing over the airport oh while we were on God. the plane. It I mean, was, I from start been, to finish. I, I, I would have been worried being up traumatic. in the airplane they were going to like shoot the airplane down or yeah, something. Yeah, well, I the mean. pilot actually, because these pilots of El Al are trained army pl- pilots and they know how to deal with this. That so they turned off all the lights inside and outside the plane, took a completely different route, flew all the way up north past Haifa. And got us out of there. The second we were over water, we finally could breathe. Oh, my God. Lizzie Savetsky live in studio. And this has uh, turned out to be every bit as great as I thought it would be. Palestinians uh, are good people. Hamas are bad people. I don't necessarily agree with that. I come off insensitive and I don't care. I know they teach their children at a very young age to hate Jews and kill Jews. I know that the women and children we're letting out of prison are actually prisoners because they're bad people. I know when the hostages were taken back through Gaza, these civilians were smacking them across the face, dancing in the streets and handing out candy. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily agree that Palestinians are good people, Hamas are bad. Yeah, what about I think you? It's, I'm, I'm on the same page as you, unfortunately. I think that the problem is that outside of the Middle East, we try to look at uh, these situations through our own moral lens, but we can't understand. The American media does that. Yeah. They lie. Yeah, th- I, I think that they can't, they refuse to get in the minds of this sociopathy, this, this, they cannot understand this terrorist mentality that has been indoctrinated from the time of birth. I mean, if you are raising a child and at the age of three, you're handing him a gun and saying, kill the Jews, I mean, how are, how is this? How can you say that um, that these are innocent children? I mean, it's very sad that these children, you know, I cry for these Palestinian children because they are the victims of this vicious upbringing where they have never had a chance. They have never had a hope to be a loving person because they've only ever been taught to hate. And, you know, I heard the son of Hamas speak last week at the U.N., um, his name is slipping my mind, but you know who I'm talking well, about. I know who he is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he um, he said from the time at 10 years old, his father was in prison and he hit the the senior leader of Hamas took over as his father father figure. He would tie him to a post and beat him with an electric stick <laughs> until he was unconscious at 10 years old. So how can a child that is raised like this, that is raised on violence that is taught that the their life's mission is to hate the Jewish people and to kill. kill Jewish people right. 
be innocent. It, it's it's just the saddest thing in the world. These are victims of their upbringing. You're right. You make a very good point. It is sad, but the truth is they're not innocent. You're right. It's sad, and no child no, they're deserves not innocent. that, but they're not innocent. So let me ask you this. We have about the four more minutes to go. This is the longest segment I've done because you're that great. Oh, thank you. What's more important to you? And you can't say they're even. Getting the hostages home or wiping out Hamas? I don't like this question, but... Um, I'm sure Netanyahu doesn't like it either. <laughs> but he has Sophie's to deal with it every choice. day. Uh, you know, it really is Sophie's choice. But at the end of the day, we value life. The Jewish people value life. It says to save one life is to save the entire world. Which we know we I actually a, made a trade years ago. We traded 1,000 right, Palestinians for one Shalit. Jew. Yeah. I, and then one of the men that they let out uh, of that exchange is the guy who was the mastermind between October 7th, Sinwar. Um, and that is something that we have to think about with these exchanges of hostages for prisoners. Um, and that's what they are. They're prisoners. I don't care how old they are. It doesn't mean that you're not a terrorist just because you're under the age of 18. I've seen that video of 12, 13-year-old boys stabbing Israelis. These are terrorists. That's what they are. Um, and I, I struggle with this question. I am a mother, and I am somebody who values life. I don't want to ever see anyone suffer. I don't know if I would be able to live with myself mm. if I said that our primary goal isn't getting the hostages out. Right, I, but, but, but you have to see, I'm a, a father of two, too. My whole life are my two kids. So when you put yourself in that equation, of course, you're going to say the hostages. But when you're running a country, you have to separate yourself from, quote, unquote, being a parent and make a decision that's ultimately going to be better for the survival of your country. Yes, of course, if it was my kid, I'd be there right now with a gun outside. You can kill me. I don't care. I'm getting them out. Yeah. But if it's not your child, you have to make that but, determination. But these are all of our children. And I see every... I mean, that is how I, I believe yes. that. I'm not I'm not just blowing smoke. I, I see every child that is a hostage right now as my child. Okay, and good. I see every... Yeah. I see every Jew in Israel who is fighting this fight or suffering from this fight as my sibling. These are my people. And I I would go to the ends of the earth to do anything I can for their safety. And it's not a rational answer. I wish that I could give you the rational no, answer that, that, no. that Hamas that Hamas needs to be dealt with first and foremost. But I, I would not be able to live with myself as as a human being. Great answer. 60 seconds to go. You have to go to the UN. I have to get the commercials. What is the parting message from the great Lizzie Savetsky to my listening audience in the final 50 seconds? Only 50 seconds to give a, a message. Okay. Uh, that, um, we, that we are all really angry right now. I think your, your audience is all on the same page as us. Um, I want us to channel that energy instead of wasting our energy fighting with people online, you know, responding to hate comments. Um, I want us to channel that energy into uniting with one another and uplifting each other. And um, because we, we need each other more than ever. I think that the last six weeks have shown us how few friends the Jewish people have. We need every ally. We need to feel supported um, we need you to amplify our content. Follow me, Lizzie Savetsky, shameless plug, because we we have, you know, Gigi Hadid just today, who has millions more followers than we have Jews in the world, posted that 
Israel is is harvesting the organs of, of, of Palestinians. You know, this is disgusting. This is a lie. Um, so we need we need all the help that we can get on the social media front. Hang on to each other, support each other, lift each other up, um, and keep fighting the good fight. Am Yisrael Chai. Um, never forget that we are all we are all one family, and we have God on our side. We are the chosen people. Thank you, God. Thank you. Um, I'm extremely proud of you, and it's been an unbelievable pleasure meeting you. And uh, you keep talking because we need people like you. You're great. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Sid. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. That is uh, Lizzie Savetsky. Follow her today on Instagram, at Lizzie Savetsky.